right here, right now. Welcome to the podcast with your hosts, Katie and Moni. Get ready to share a laugh and be amused. It's time to tell our stories right here, right now. Hey, Monica. Hi, Katie. Good evening. Good evening. <laughs> so nice that it's dark outside. Yeah, it is. We're changing up our scene and our perspective. We sure are. Let us go practicing what we've preached. Yep. We got together five hours ago to hit to hang out and record a podcast, and here we are <laughs> doing the thing. We like to make sure we cover other stuff, too. Yeah, we had to catch up on life. Mm-hmm. We hadn't seen each other in a, a week. week. <laughs> Jeez. But we had similar weekends. We did. We I both know. went to coastal Texas beach, just far away beaches. Yeah. We would have taken a while to get to each other. Yeah. We would have been swimming for a while. <laughs> Days. A lot of backstroke. Front stroke. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> Try again. Or don't. I know no other strokes. <laughs> uh, I think it's called breast stroke. That's it. Butterfly. <laughs> There's one. Is that yep. the breaststroke? No, I'm thinking of, shoot. Just keep swimming. Side Just stroke. keep Fancy swimming. Diving too. Don't you wish we had nothing else to do but swimming, swim. Mm. Mm, that's a cute little camp song you remember. <laughs> exactly what it is. <laughs> I went to Port Aransas, Texas, where they were doing the Texas Sand Fest. And people come from all over and make the most amazing sculptures out of sand and apparently Port Aransas is one of the top destinations for sand carving because we have a certain amount of clay in oh. our sand that keeps it compact and allows for those very detailed lines and stuff to be carved so it's like special it also makes our beaches less crystal clear you know, I've never really thought about that. My family's from Florida, and I've always thought to myself that the sand in Florida is like a coarse sugar or salt, and the sand in Texas is more like a flour. It's yes. much more fine. So that is awesome. I have mm-hmm. never really contemplated no. that those sculptures wouldn't really be possible in a more coarse salt environment. They're incredible. I didn't mean to say that. Coarse sand environment. Oops. These artists just carving something out of nothing is really impressive. Carving something out of nothing. And out of something so impermanent. You know, like I would feel so attached to such a great masterpiece, but it's just like the sand art, the Buddhist sand art. I was just thinking that. I was going to call them monks. Yeah. But yes, they are maybe. Yes, sure. I think he could be onto something. <laughs> but yeah, those are really, really interesting. And yeah, when we put a ton of time into art pieces, I know I have with the intention of letting them go, it becomes really difficult mm-hmm. to, um, you want to hold on and treasure your time consumed mm-hmm. pieces. So it takes a certain somebody. It really does. That's kind of, I just, it just made me think that's one of the things I like about this little writing practice we do is that it's so in such an instant and then we just let it go it's so impermanent and yet in the moment it's so great and then i mean except for the fact that we're recording it and putting it online so it really is as most permanent as anything could be (laughs) dang it i kind of forgot about that part 
it felt like we just put them back in their notebooks and they go back in our little cart over here. Yeah. That's okay. Well. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Dun, dun, dun. Writing in the sand. Writing in the sand. Right here, right now. I was up in Galveston, up the coast away, uh, visiting a great friend, some great friends of ours. You've heard their stories. <laughs> They're have. really creative people, Marissa, Marissa and Travis. Marissa and Travis Bible. Shout out again to y'all. They have two precious little kiddos. Um, but yeah, their family is really genuine, wholehearted, sweet people. Yeah, I don't like them very much. They're yeah, whatever. That's fine. I'd rather even not bring them up, but she insisted that yeah, I she did. share this story. Yep. <laughs> I'm sorry. They don't know that I don't mean that. So I need to just clarify that I obviously don't mean those rude, nonchalant things I just Lies. Said. They were lies. lies. They were all lies because I love them Monica very much. Monica loves them. I love them so you very much. You wouldn't be I able to not. Them. They're the best. And they have a really great friend who I've gotten to meet by association and we've known for a couple of years now. I've never met her, but I've heard a lot about her. You've probably heard a lot about her too. Because she's in space. She is in space. Christina Cook. Christina Cook. Travis and Marissa's great friend is seriously in space. She is on the International Space Station. We are starstruck. She is incredible. Uh, Her story is inspiring. She's apparently extremely extraordinarily humble and would probably even be like oh don't mention that i'm in space just a normal person talk about me being average just the fact that i happen to be in space and i will at the end of my stay be there for 11 months which is the longest that any female has ever been in space and you know it's not really that big of a deal. deal um so she's there and on saturday while we were hanging at the beach uh, there was a party going on. Her husband, Bob, who's a really nice guy. And they were whatever the space station's term for FaceTiming. They were space-timing. They were space <laughs> <laughs> They were space-timing Christina, guys. And she I got to see her up there. space. They were on the beach. And they were having conversations. Yeah. It was really neat. And to me, the idea of just being in the presence of an iPad <laughs> with an astronaut was out of this world. Um, Truly far out. Yeah, it really was. She yeah. is really inspiring. I've When I've met her, she's been down, ready to dress up, be in character. We've had so much fun uh, listening and dancing to music. And she's just all around great lady. And upon further learning of her, as we've been so impressed with her, career, Katie and I discovered that Christina also loves to rock climb. Mm -hmm. And we're super inspired by that because to me personally, that's super scary activity. So much at risk. And Mm -hmm. she acknowledges that in this little video we watched where she speaks on that hobby of hers. And she mentions turning that fear into focus, bypassing the scaredness of doing something unknown and letting yourself hone that into the doing. Yeah, I know in life, a lot of the time, our fear can really hold us back. Um, And I speak totally for myself here. Um, As I've said before, I only have my one human experience. I feel like you're speaking for me, too. I feel like you're projecting. Wow. (laughs) Just kidding. I am. Your fear is holding you back, Monica. It is. Um, I feel. What is the acronym for fear? 
Oh, goodness. I don't know one. Fear is an acronym for false evidence appearing real. I yep, I know mm-hmm. about that one. That's more of or like a sentence. Like a face sentence everything and rise. <gasps> yeah. I like that one too. Face everything. Even the saber tooth tigers. Yes. I have read in an article about the caveman brain, the part of our brain that um is responsible for preventing us from imminent death and danger. And it was very present, present and important back in the caveman times when saber-toothed tiger could ooh. literally ooh, ooh. jump out, attack. That I think there's a monkey in the room. <laughs> um, excuse that monkey. Was... That was a caveman. Yeah, obviously a primate. Yeah, I mean, the corner. they were cousins, so they weren't able to fully communicate, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think Winnie the Poodle can communicate just differently than us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Meow. That was a cat. I don't know. <laughs> Meow. They were trying to get on the saber-toothed good side. Yeah, exactly. Um. Yeah. So, yeah, wandering too far away from camp could be dangerous. Mm-hmm. So stay don't, home. Yeah. Stay where it's comfortable. Don't swim too far from shore. Don't eat the poison berry. Don't climb way high in the tree. You could fall down. Don't do those things. There could be cats you might, up there. You might die. You could die. You've seen it happen. It, Why wouldn't that not happen to you? Yeah. Why would not that not happen to you? Mm-hmm. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, that's our caveman brain. <laughs> mm-hmm. We still um, listen to it a lot. We listen to it so often. It's what makes us say no when a, when a situation is presented to us that's like instinctually you're like, oh, I could go do that thing. Or and then the other part of your instinct is like, oh, God, oh, I'm scared. No, I'm not. actually just, I really need to get the eight hours of sleep. My laundry pile is really piling up. It would probably. You I just used two of my favorite excuses. And now I really feel like you're talking about me, Katie. <laughs> I need to go grocery shopping. <laughs> um, My favorite Luke always says is I need to wash my hair. I need to wash my hair. It's just, it's, it's the time. Yeah. To wash my hair. I actually have to clean out the fish tank. How long um, that takes. Yeah. So I won't be able to make it to that really fun sounding, awesome Very social event. Weekend extravaganza because I'm scared. What if I don't look cool enough? What if I don't know anyone well enough? Yeah. Well, guess what? Going on the weekend extravaganza, it isn't going to kill you because more than likely there won't be a saber tooth tiger there. No, but there's probably going to be some really neat people that are happy to meet somebody like you because they could probably relate to how scary it might be to leave their home residence and come out to this extravagant weekend where they're meeting new people and enjoying time away from their comfort zone it's hard for all of us some of us are just easier at faking it yeah some of us are in space so get it together (laughs) some of us are in space yeah marissa doing really space things marissa has uh decided recently with her infant nico he has a heavy stroller and it's tough to carry that heavy stroller around. But Marissa was having to climb some stairs while she was going to watch Christina launch into space. And she was lugging this stroller up these stairs. And Marissa's, bless her heart, a little bit height challenged. She's a little on the shorter side. She understands yeah. that. She'd and be the, okay with me telling you. And the stroller is heavy. Large and an awkward weird you know, thing to carry it's a weird awkward thing to carry yeah so this guy was like oh sweet darling may i carry your stroller up the stairs and she almost said yes she wanted to but she was like uh my friend is about to launch into space i got my stroller i can do this 
And so hanging out with her this weekend, my husband watched her put her stroller into the trunk and then was like, oh my gosh, Marissa, I'm so sorry I didn't help you with that stroller. And she was like, Kyle, if Tina can go into space, I can lift my own stroller. So she's using that. I mean, I know it sounds silly, but sometimes that's what it takes. We have to think of, as humans, we have an enormous amount of capacity. Mm-hmm. We have so much that we can do. And more than likely, the thing that's holding you back is your fear, your fear of failure, your fear. But failure is not more or than likely going to success. Some people have yeah. a fear of success or yeah. really probably just the fear of the unknown. The more you know that is predicted about a situation, the more likely you're willing to say yes. At least that's how I feel most of the time. If there's a lot of known variables, I know where I'm going to stay. I know that I have the funds for it. I know, I know, I know I have time, my schedule, all those things. Yes, of course. I'm so spontaneous. Yeah. <laughs> no, it wasn't really that spontaneous. You know what I mean? I, I completely feel you that there are a lot of unknowns in the world and we need to be careful in what fears we listen to. And on a personal level, uh, I start a new job on Monday. I have no idea where I'm supposed to report. I don't know if this first week entails training. I don't know anything. My emails are going unresponded. I probably should pick up the phone so that I can get some of these unknowns answered because it's making me worried not knowing today is Tuesday and I start a new job on Monday. And I'm like, shoot, mm -hmm. I need to figure this out. Yeah. And so then the more And it's you, making me scared. <laughs> the more you know and the more you find out, the better you'll feel about it. And on that note expanded, the more things we conquer the fear of, the more evidence we'll have in the future of, well, I was fearful that one time, but I got past it through this confidence, this focus, this whatever direction I mustered up to get through that fear. And the more times we do that, I think the more easy, just like any practice, you're practicing overcoming fear uh, every time it gets easier, better, depending on the situation. Of course, variables are inevitable. But just like writing and this exercise we're trying to do is that each time you do it, each time you stop being judgmental and hard on yourself for a moment, each time you step outside of the box, each time you follow a random ass prompt, it gets easier to be a little more intuitive, maybe a little more open to suggestions from your inner self. Mm -hmm. A little more able to believe in your capacity and able to believe in that gut feeling. Speaking of gut feeling, yeah, Speak I was reading my girl Lauren Zielinski's blog recently. She started out talking about probiotics being important for your gut health. And then she got into, which I had no idea, this whole uh, your gut is your second brain. Everyone's heard the things like follow your gut, butterfly, butterflies in your stomach, lovesick, all these words describing the way our stomach feels when it comes to emotion. Uh, well, apparently there is this whole connection going between brain and gut. And we've all known about that for a while. But what research is starting to show is that the connection goes both ways. It's not just that when you feel, you know, sometimes anxiety can lead to a little bit of IBS or something like that. When you get really nervous, sometimes you have some um, bad 
Yeah, like I have butterflies in my stomach before I have to give a speech in college and I had to go vom in the toilet before exactly. I went up on there and did that. Yep, that happens. Um, so they've really thought that for a long time our emotions cause the gut to react. Well, now they're showing that that can actually happen in reverse. That if you constantly have a lot of gut issues, it can cause feelings of anxiety and depression. So making sure to take care of our gut health, like what Lauren was saying, was really a health-related article, taking probiotics, eating well, um, but just making sure to take care of our gut that can then help take care of our brain, which is pretty darn cool. Just uh, some stuff there. There are yep, millions of nerves in the stomach, and they're calling that the second brain, which is just directly linked to our first brain, and how neat. Yeah, challenging enough to work with the one brain I've got. Now I've got a whole other brain I need to worry about. That's, and that's right. probably going to give me diarrhea. Don't forget from worrying about it. But, but your heart's right there in the middle. <laughs> just like an uh, emotional brain. Exactly. You know? It's a lot to contend with. It sure Learning is. how the body's all connected. Aren't we such cool, complicated beings? Mm-hmm. Don't you think we ought to just really worry about everything and over, over worry and think so hard before we act all the time? Yeah, we should probably we weigh out every that? single decision. We should probably read through all the possible timelines, make sure we have every box checked. We should just keep overthinking. All the time. No! Hold up. Yes, it is important to think before we speak. It's important to think through when we're being kind of jerky. It's important to put some love and energy into others when they're feeling like they need that. But also, we've given you plenty of acronyms to work with in that realm. Yeah, we're not telling you not to use them. We think you should. Yeah. We think you should have a snack and be really smart. Yeah, when working with yourself and others. But also important on that note of um, spontaneity to don't think twice. Just if you've got that gut feeling, if you've got an opportunity, if something out there is calling, maybe it's even just in your paper on your story writing session or on your canvas when you're drawing something really cool. Don't think twice. Go with it. There's actually this movie (laughs) called Don't Think Twice. Maybe written by, starring Mike Berbiglia. I believe he's the guy who put it out. And the whole idea is to follow that yes. Follow your yes. Follow your intuition of what is going to bring you the most passion. And in this context of the movie, they're in an improv group. So it's on that stage. It's important to not think twice. I mean, who cares if that line that you say is going to be funny, if you stutter and stumble and don't spit it out, no one's ever going to laugh. So put it out there. Don't think twice. I would love to see that. I haven't seen it, but I do know from my improv that yes and is huge in improv. When you're up there on the stage and say it's just a two-man scene and you know somebody's up there and you're thinking that you're a monkey and that you're in the doctor's office and you have this whole stage you know, thing done and the other person comes to you and they're like, I really like your trunk. 
Uh, excuse me, I'm a monkey. Monkeys don't have trunks? That's not a fun skit. Mm-mm. You need to yes and that. Like, yes, but did you see the tiny mouse that's really freaking me out right now? You know, you need to yes and whatever the person says. And that's going to, they also call it follow the fun. And I think that's so fun. Uh, yes. And uh, I think so that's we need so to fun. Yes and ourselves. We need to yes and ourselves. Follow our own fun when the person comes to you. When Marissa calls you on Friday at noon and says, I miss my girlfriends. What are you doing? You say yes. And when are you having dinner on the table? And you show up five hours later. It's mm-hmm. actually how I got to the beach this week. Yeah, you followed your gut. You I knew followed it. It would bring you to the fun and you didn't think twice. And so often we prevent ourselves from a really great experience because... Maybe we don't have all the details like we were talking about earlier. Maybe we aren't sure we have the time. Maybe we really need to get to sleep because we're tired. But like you said earlier to me, something that struck me is, are we ever going to look back and be, what did you say? At the end of your life, you're not going to remember the nights that you got eight hours of sleep or something along those lines. Yeah, we won't look back and be like, God, I'm glad I got all that sleep. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe we would because it actually makes us nicer and it's really good for our brains. Yeah, for I'm the, actually a big proponent of sleep. For the <laughs> most part, that's true. But on the special yeah. uh, occasions, you know, when when your friends say, the party's going on. Let's go. Yeah. Or when you your know. husband's like, I'm trying to catch a crab out here. You better just stay <laughs> up. That's another, that's another that's story. Another story. But Luke did have some pretty, I've heard yeah. these crab stories. They're good. We got crabs. Y'all, got, <laughs> y'all caught those crabs. You did a great job. <clears throat> we try. He's been watching America's most, <laughs> what is it? No, the deadliest catch. He's yes. been watching the deadliest catch. America's most crabs. America's <laughs> most crabs. So we feel like the don't think twice goes <laughs> goes well with our writing exercise and that, you know, we're only putting on a three minute timer per prompt. And so you really don't have a lot of time to overthink where your story is going to go. And so just kind of letting one sentence lead you to the next one thing leads to another and boom, bam, boom, you got a story. Yep. And not to sound like a parrot because I know I've said it before and I'll probably say it again. But we do these writing exercises because if we can figure out how to not think twice on the paper, it's going to help us not think twice in real life. Um, Monica is a yoga instructor. I am a yoga student. We are both students of yoga. And that's something that's brought up all the time. If you can figure out how to do this thing on the mat, then you can take it off the mat. And so that's kind of the theory we're using here. If you can figure out how in this 10 minutes, if you would like to participate with us in our writing exercise, how to just let your mind go, let your pen take you wherever it wants to go. Don't think twice. It's all right. I can't mm-hmm. help it. I had to say it. Yeah, don't you to. Um, and so in the spirit of that and we've spoken about Tina today, we, so we thought it'd be a fun variety to our prompting style to start with attention mission control (laughs) a message from space so we called luke in said this tina's in space and she's sending a message to mission control give us three things to incorporate into this news bulletin yep so luke did yes he did So a couple of weeks ago, we did something similar with Dear Diary, and that's what we're doing today. So if you want to participate, which we highly recommend, go ahead and get your pen and paper out at the top. 
That's what I said. Listen control. Set your timer for three minutes and get ready for prompt number one. Unforeseen anomalies. Okay, the second prompt. Dangerous trajectories. All right. And the last prompt is space soap. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Whoa. I got really mature on this one. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Here we go. You're an astronaut, maybe. Yeah. Just wait. Yeah. <laughs> Attention, mission control. Houston, we've had some unexpected anomalies on board the ISS today. Lights, bright purple and green lights, have been blinking outside the spacecraft. Aaron, <laughs> our main tech support, came in to investigate, and it seems we've had a, back a backup in our poop chute. Yes, Houston. A backup in our poop chute. <laughs> the green lights began blinking quicker and quicker, and now they've turned red, and it would appear we have only hours before the whole system inverts and fires back into the ship. We cannot afford this shitstorm into the craft, Houston. Aaron has informed us that if we don't resolve the backup, it may cause a pressure change, and it takes us completely off course into the dangerous trajectory zone of Meteor Zone 4B. Furthermore, Houston, we are down to an unfortunately low amount of space soap after last month's bubble bath experiments. <laughs> Moral has been low enough as it is. You know the steak powder is just not the same as a juicy burger. And I quite frankly, I don't think we can handle the floating turds up here. Oh no, Houston, it's happening. The sirens are going off. Get me out of here. Oh my. That was amazing. That was such a far out story. Was it fart out? Ah. Yeah. I got that kind was of not a shitty story. I really <laughs> liked it. <sighs> that was funny. Wow. Yeah, I told you I got real mature on that one. I liked the steak powder. <laughs> okay. Attention, mission control. This is astronaut 0580. Reporting with breaking news regarding an unexpected anomaly in our atmospheric research. Numerous samples obtained through standard protocol have commenced shape-shifting-like behaviors. The deviations are peculiar and seemingly harmless as of yet. However, the shifting is occurring at a slightly alarming rate and we are sustaining full crew with all hands on deck. Though we don't wish to alert Houston, we would like to acknowledge the possibility of a dangerous trajectory. Theories for such potential possibilities are prevalent in one of the samples specifically. Its shape seems to be shifting into a large mass of unidentifiable stature. After failed attempts to compress, decompress, and normalize said sample, we resolved to cleanse it with the highly abrasive yet extremely effective space soap. <laughs> Due to the largeness, we'd like to request additional rations be sent expediently. Over and out, Mission Control. Wow, you clearly had your space lingo down a little bit more than this uh, third grade writer over here. You did a great job. Very believable. <laughs> believable. Could you imagine the thing growing? That was a story that would make Tina proud. Oh, you I think did she'd a great be proud of job. yours too. She's <laughs> like, man, she clearly doesn't belong in space. <laughs> I do with all my big words. Yep, they were. Very brush up, brush up. Highly effective, highly effective. That was fun. Well, guys, that was fun. <laughs> Did you have fun? We had fun. Maybe you also wrote attention mission control. And if you did, 
We would love for you to share your story with us at ktandmoni at gmail.com. K-T-A-N-D-M-O-N-I at gmail.com. I like the song. It makes it easier to remember. Yeah. Gmail.com. Yeah. They'd be like, I know it was at Gmail. What was the rest? You could also just hop on over, rate us, review us, love us, share us, tell us about us. Tell us about us. Tell you about us. Tell your friends about us. Share us. Share the love. Right here. Right now. Bye. Bye.